Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I'm a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today we're diving into our second movie of our new Creepy Critiques series for the month of October, where we take a deeper look into movies that intersect the realms of horror and dementia. If you didn't catch our last episode on the taking of Deborah Logan, I'm going to make sure to include it in the podcast notes so that you can check it out. I personally think that it was a really good episode. For this episode, we're going to explore the movie The Visit and discuss some important lessons that we can learn from some of the things that unfolded. Again, I won't be able to cover everything I pulled out. There are so many good things I could touch on, but I'm sure you don't want to be here all day as neither do I. So my goal is to touch on some key things. And just as a disclaimer, our Creepy Critique series may be controversial for some people, So for that reason, listener discretion is advised, but honestly, I don't think it's too bad, especially the way that I present it. And there will also be a couple of curse words from some of the quotes uh, from some of the characters. Before we get started, we usually do a separate housekeeping episode, but I have three quick announcements. So one, if you didn't already know, the Bamboo Tree House, which is an all-in-one dementia care hub or dementia resource library, whichever makes it easier to understand what it is, but it basically brings all things dementia and dementia care together into one convenient location so that you don't have to bounce around from platform to platform or website to website. So think videos, podcasts, blogs, handouts, resources, activities, webinars, and we add new content and resources every month. So the treehouse is constantly expanding. And for those of you who used to download our free resources from our website, Those are now inside the treehouse as well, and we've added some new good ones since they were last available, so that's exciting. But definitely check it out if you are interested in simplifying your dementia care journey. We have two tiers because, of course, accessibility is very important to us. It's one of the things that we prioritize. Number two, guess what? Our With Intent Masterclass is now open for worldwide enrollment. Before, it was only open to those in the U.S., Canada, and Australia. But now, no matter where you are in the world, you can join us in the With Intent Masterclass, which is a nine-module self-paced course created to help you feel more confident as a dementia care partner. And then number three, we created the ultimate resource guide for dementia caregivers called Hidden in Plain Sight because there's so many resources out there but it can be so hard to know where to start. And even when you do find a good website that's supposed to be helpful, for example, it can be so dang hard to navigate and figure out what you're actually supposed to be taking away from the website. So there's over 100 resources across 20 different categories. And we don't just give you the website, we've actually pulled out the most helpful links and information on the website as well as any important phone numbers, emails, or web chats that you should know about. And like most of our offerings, there's nothing else like it. And so I really do hope that you check out what we have available. And for the resource guide, it is available to purchase separately, but it's also included in the treehouse under the Paw Pass. So if you are a Paw Pass member, you'll have access to it. And I'll be sure to post all the links in the podcast notes if you're interested, okay? All right, so let's dive in. 
So the visit follows the story of two siblings, Becca and Tyler, who go to visit their estranged grandparents for a week. Now here's the thing. Becca and Tyler have never actually met their grandparents due to a family rift, if you will, when their mother was younger, resulting in their mother leaving home and never speaking to her parents again. The siblings then decide to document their visit by making a documentary film. However, as their time with their grandparents progresses, they begin to notice increasingly bizarre and disturbing behavior from their grandparents. As Becca and Tyler investigate their grandparents' strange activities, they uncover dark secrets that put their lives in danger, and so there is a little twist at the end. Now, one thing that I really liked about this movie is that humor was actually thrown into it here and there. Tyler, the brother, was kind of like the comedic relief, if you will. But if you feel strongly about kids cursing in movies, then it likely won't be your cup of tea because there's quite a bit of that. There's also death involved in this movie, so if that's not your thing, again, don't watch. But of course, in this episode, there will be some spoilers, so if you want to check it out, it is available on Amazon Prime. Again, it's called The Visit. So basically what happened is that the grandparents wanted to meet the grandchildren, and the kids wanted to meet them as well, although the mother really didn't want them to. Now, even though the children were only like 13 and 15, the mother let them travel by train to meet their grandparents on their own. And when they got off the train, their grandparents greeted them with a sign that said, Welcome, Rebecca and Tyler. Now, the movie starts off on a really good foot because the grandparents were very accepting of the grandchildren. The grandma was asking about their interests and entertaining Tyler's raps. That was kind of his thing. And they even called Tyler by his rap nickname, which was T-Diamond Stylus. Yeah, I don't know. Don't ask, but I loved this interaction between them all and everyone was getting along pretty well. Now, let's get into a few scenarios and discuss them a bit. So, the grandpa had a habit of going in and out of the shed throughout the day, which really piqued Tyler's interest. You know, why does grandpa, or pop-pop is what they called him, keep going in there? What's in there, right? So, Tyler goes to investigate and see what's in the shed, and he immediately notices that it stinks, making the comment that it smells like ass in here. He then sees a suspicious pile of white things, which he touches, and then he realizes that there are feces inside of them, right? And then he runs out, falls on the ground, and is met by his grandma, who was now outside, and Tyler says, what the hell, Nana? Nana then explains that Grandpa is incontinent and hides his accidents in the shed, so his soiled briefs and then he will take them out into the field to burn them. She then makes the comment, he's a physical man, and gets ashamed. So let's talk about this, because as dementia progresses, you may notice similar behaviors in your partner living with dementia. Now, it may not look like putting dirty briefs in a shed and then taking them out to burn them, but it may look like stuffing a used brief in a drawer, or sticking it under the bed, or hiding it in the closet, or putting it with the rest of the clothes in the hamper. It may look like trying to change your own brief and getting poop everywhere. Now, sometimes we witness this stuff and think of it as bizarre, right? But again, remember, 
everything that someone does makes sense to them. So for example, if you have an accident and try to change your own brief, but then can't find or recognize a trash can, where's the next best place to put it if you're too embarrassed or ashamed to ask for help? Anywhere that gets it out of sight, right? Maybe the intention is even to come back for it later. But if you have memory deficits, later may never come. What if you're struggling to change your diaper, but again, are too ashamed to ask for help or maybe even forget that that's an option. And so now it's on your hands and before you know it, it's on the sheets and crap, some just fell out of the diaper onto the floor and now you're really making a mess. And so you touch the door to take it into another room where you think you may be able to get a better handling of it. Before you know it, there's poop everywhere. I mean, sometimes we have no idea how events transpire. We just see the aftermath. And understandably, some caregivers will freak out. Oh, no, no, no. What did you do? I can't do this anymore, right? And in fact, incontinence typically plays a huge part in the decision to pursue memory care or nursing facility placement. It's one of the leading reasons people with dementia are placed into long-term care. And you definitely have the right to set your non-negotiables and your heck knows I'm not doing that. But much of the time, what we may label as behavioral challenges and CS issues can actually be modified or even eliminated. But we first have to get curious. Curiosity is the key. We have to figure out the why to figure out the potential solutions. We have to figure out where the breakdown in functioning is happening. Behavior is a form of communication, right? And sometimes it takes some extra work to decode what's going on. And our book and masterclass with intent is actually all about intentional caregiving and learning how to become the ultimate detective. So if you haven't at least purchased the book and you struggle with navigating challenging behaviors, I highly, highly recommend that you check it out and I'll post the link in the podcast notes. It is available on Amazon. Now here's the next scenario. So the grandpa who they call Pop Pop, like I said, takes them out on a tour to explore their mom's old town and high school. Well, while outside of the school, Pop Pop tells them that they have to go because a man across the street keeps staring at them and stopping, pretending like he's not watching. Then Pop Pop goes across the street and attacks the guy. Becca eventually pulls him off the man saying, he doesn't know you, Pop Pop, Pop Pop. And then he stops and says, oh man, my mistake. I'm fine. I'm sorry. And then walks off. When they get back home, Becca later tells her brother, don't freak out. Old people get paranoid, trying to normalize it. Which it's important to know that paranoia is not a natural or inevitable part of the aging process. While some individuals may experience increased feelings of anxiety or suspicion as they age, it's not like a universal or defining characteristic of getting older. In fact, if you do notice a random increase in paranoia, it may be something worth looking into. It could be a medication side effect, infection, a thyroid issue or other hormonal issue, new onset of depression and or anxiety, anything like that. So if your partner is open to going to the doctor, it may be something to nonchalantly suggest 
or you may just take them to the doctor as a part of a routine checkup and then mention your concerns to the doctor in private. But with that being said, I do like that Becca tried to normalize the behavior because the reality is our thoughts control our actions. Because she didn't really see it as too big of a deal at the time, obviously in the moment it was kind of like, yo, what are you doing? (laughs) But because she didn't really see it as a big deal afterwards, she didn't fuss or scold her grandpa after the fact, which was good. We don't want to fuss, scold, or shame people because it really serves no purpose. Now, I will say that a common theme throughout the movie was contributing everything to old age or the aging process as a way to normalize different behaviors, which can have its pros, but it can also lead us to ignoring real concerns, which can be problematic, so we have to be careful not to get too carried away. Now, let's talk about something that I didn't like, but then I was like, eh, okay, okay. So here's the next scenario. It's nighttime and Becca and Tyler are trying to get some rest. However, they end up hearing thumping and creaking in the middle of the night, and it sounds like something is at the door. Tyler tells Becca that he's going to open the door. Well, Becca doesn't think that Tyler should open the door, but he decides to anyways. He ends up seeing the grandma naked, scratching at the doorframe or wall across from their room. It freaks him out. He closes the door. And then the next morning, Becca goes and asks the grandpa about what they saw. Grandpa says she has a diagnosed disorder. Apparently, many elderly people have it. It's called sundowning. It's a kind of dementia. It's triggered by nightfall. Now, I was initially a little irritated because that's not true, and it's spreading misinformation, which there's already too much of that as it is, and sundowning is a common symptom of dementia, but it is not a type of dementia. It's a symptom, okay? And sundowning can be triggered by nightfall, but some people experience sundowning before the sun even starts going down, like 2 or 3 p.m. even, for example. There's a lot more that goes into it. Grandpa also said that it was explained to him that it's like someone talking in their sleep. And I was like, huh? I've never heard that. And honestly, I really hope that people are not making that comparison in the real world because it's definitely not the same. And I think it just makes it more confusing than it needs to be. He then made a rule for them to not come out of their room after 9.30 p.m., which honestly I thought was a good suggestion. Now, luckily, Becca later does her own research, smart girl, and she downloads the definition of sundowning, and it says sundown syndrome, a term for disorientation, agitation, a general worsening of mental symptoms classically described in the elderly at dusk or nightfall, which I was like, okay, okay, better, that's better. And we actually did two podcast episodes on sundowning, one on understanding sundowning, and the other on managing sundowning. And I'll link them in the podcast notes if you want to learn more, okay? Now, just like the last movie, The Taking of Deborah Logan, there was the occurrence of bringing up triggering topics or asking triggering questions. As an example, Becca's mom wouldn't answer what happened on the day that she left when she was 19. So, Becca interviewed Nana, the grandma, and asks her about it. 
Nana starts screaming and shaking. And so the girl yells, Nana, don't answer that question. Nana then calms down, but says, no more questions about Loretta Jameson, which is the mom. I don't want to star in your movie. Now, we don't always know what's going to be triggering to someone, but once we figure it out, it's best to leave it alone. But in the movie, she interviews Nana again, asks about her mom again, which then results in Grandma hitting herself in the head. Again, please avoid triggering topics and questions. It serves no purpose. It serves no one, okay? Now, let me tell you something that I really liked. So during one of Becca's interviews with Grandma, I think it was the one where Grandma started hitting herself in the head. I'm not exactly sure if I'm remembering that correctly, but I think so. But anyways, Nana tells Becca a story about a pond that has little creatures in it. The creatures are from another planet. They spit into the water all day long. Their spit makes you sleep, but not die. When people go under the water in the pond, they go into a deep, beautiful sleep. And there's many people at the bottom of the pond and they store them to take back to their planet. Now, after telling the story, Nana quickly says that it's just a made up story. Becca then replies, wow, that's some story. And I love this response. Sometimes your partner will tell you things that seemingly make no sense, but it's not our job to be the doesn't make sense police. It's our job to connect. So when your partner tells you a story that doesn't make sense, or maybe it's inaccurate, you don't have to point it out, okay? You can simply respond to the emotions behind the story so that may be something like, wow, that sounds scary. I'm glad you're safe now. Or wow, I can't believe they did that. Whatever would be an appropriate validating response to what they are saying, okay? So let's go ahead and talk about one last scenario. So by this point in the movie that I'm about to mention, so much had happened. By that, I mean a lot of odd behaviors from both the grandpa and grandma, and Becca and Tyler were freaked out by it all, especially Tyler. And the grandparents pick up on it. And the grandpa, I believe it was, don't quote me on that, but I think it was the grandpa, asks, is everything okay? You sure? You both seem to be acting funny. And they tried to play it off, but clearly not very well. Now, this is something super important to take note of. Body language is such a strong communicator, and people living with dementia are often very good at picking up on body language and nonverbal cues well into their diagnosis. And guess what? Your body language is also contagious, meaning how you approach your person with dementia often sets the tone for the interaction. So if you approach your partner in a bad mood, what you may find is that you get a bad mood back. If you are anxious, you may find your partner starts getting anxious too. But if you are in a good mood, exuding good energy, which of course isn't always easy to do, oftentimes your partner will reflect that back as well. So next time you interact with your partner, try to pay attention to your mood and body language and see how it impacts your partner, okay? But this is where we will end today's podcast episode. There's a few more things we could cover, and like I said, there was a pretty big twist at the end, 
but hopefully you enjoyed this creepy critique episode on the visit and learned something. If you did, please join us next week for our next creepy critique where we have even more to share on another movie selection. And also be sure to tune into our previous creepy critique if you haven't already. If anyone has any questions, comments, or future podcast requests, remember you can always send us an email at podcast at whatthedementia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, care on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.